Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, coming to you on a victory Monday morning. Yes, Browns win 20-6 over the New York Giants in primetime on Sunday night football. They move to 10-4 and on the season, stay firmly in the playoff picture, and continue the great football that we've seen out of this team the last couple weeks. And when I went to prepare for this podcast, I I take notes throughout the game, all of that stuff, you know, I'm putting in the work trying to, to come up with some interesting content for you guys. But when I reflected back on the game, there wasn't a whole lot of my notes in terms of key takeaways and all of this different stuff. And, and I think that's actually the major point about this game. Sunday night football, Browns, Giants, a game that I've talked about as being a potential trap game, and eh, it was kind of boring. And why was it boring? Well, because the Browns controlled this game. It was all about control. They did what great teams do when they play inferior opponents. They controlled the game. Didn't really give the Giants a lot of breathing room. Didn't really give them any opportunity to come back in the game. And especially in that second half, they really shut the door on this New York Giants team. And I I know they're limited with Colt McCoy and Freddie Kitchens and all that, but that's exactly what you'd expect from this Browns team. And they delivered. There was no mental lapse after that back and forth game with the Ravens last week. None of that. Team came in focused. They came in precise. And they delivered on offense, Baker Mayfield, total control, surgically delivering from the pocket, long drives that the Giants couldn't stop. Browns ahead of the chains, dictating the pace of the game on offense. On defense, everything's in front of the defense. No big plays, not going to give up any of those things that, you know, give some momentum to an inferior team. They just kept everything in front of them. And then a couple pivotal plays came up. They stepped up and made the, made the plays. Control. Coaching-wise, total control. You look on the Giants side of things, not total control there. They're running weird trick plays on special teams that aren't working, not taking the points, all of that. And then on the flip side, you get the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, total control from the play-calling perspective. It, it, the one that stuck out to me was Browns get the ball five minutes left before the half. Still a pretty tight game at that point. They had a four minute and 55 second, 95 yard touchdown drive. Left the Giants no time to get a score of their own. Browns get the ball to start the second half. No momentum for the Giants at all to end the half or to start the second half. And just methodical, total control from the Browns. And that's what it was from start to finish. And that's what elite teams do. That's what elite teams do. And if you're a Browns fan, Does anyone remember a time where the Browns, you know, really just 
took the bull by the horns in a game like this, in a prime time game, America watching, and just put them away. Just took the lead, got out in front, put the Giants away. Frankly, I wasn't even that nervous in this game, which does does not happen very often for me as a Browns fan. I'm sure it doesn't happen for many of you out there. But for me in this game, it felt like, what's there to be nervous about? We've got the quarterback. We've got the coach. We've got the defense doing what it needs to do. We've got the playmakers on offense. They don't have what we have. I feel good. And I felt good the whole game. And and that's all it took for the Browns to win. So they come out 20 to six, easy double digit victory and, and move on to the next game, 10 wins. And so that to me was impressive. It was impressive that they made this game boring. And I, I, as I said at the beginning, I know the Giants don't have all their pieces. But hey, two weeks ago, this team with Colt McCoy went in and beat Seattle, a team that gets a lot more respect than the Browns nationally, a team that people have predicted to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Well, this Giants team came out and beat them two weeks ago with largely similar personnel, not against the Browns. And, and the Giants were at home in this game. Nothing. They had nothing. And that's, to me, what was so impressive about the Browns is they came in and they took care of business. They were in total control. And that's got to be a great feeling as a Browns fan. Now, I I do have some other takeaways as well. I want to talk about Baker Mayfield. I want to talk about the defense as well in this and and just a little preview going forward. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast just because As I said, there wasn't a ton from this game, but there is some other stuff to dive into. However, first, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. This episode of The Rebuild is brought to you by Bets Online. And while you might not be at the game this year, you can still get in on the action at at Bet Online. And look, something that just caught my attention this week, and I'm not saying I'm going to bet it, but the Browns are plus 1,800 to win the AFC, Baltimore's plus 650, the Bills 600, the Tennessee Titans plus 1100. I thought that was a little disrespectful. I thought that was a little disrespectful. So I, look, I, as I said, I'm not gonna say that I'm betting it, but hey, if you like those odds, maybe you head over to bet online and and maybe there's something else that catches your eye from game spreads, totals, coaching props, player props. They've got all of that. More options to wager than anywhere else. You can do it in all 50 states, which is key if you're traveling for the holidays as well. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Just don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when you do at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode of The Rebuild is also brought to you by Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work And it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. I can tell you Blue Wire just made a bunch of hires, raised our Series A. And look, those those jobs had to go up on Indeed.com because Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. And you can contact them at the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only website that moves as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. 
Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through the end of the year. So get in before it expires. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and we're back here on the rebuild, talking about the Browns' 20-6 to victory over the Giants in primetime Sunday night in Look, the first story might have been control, but the second story, 1B to that, has got to be Baker Mayfield again. And we talk about him on this podcast pretty much every week, but that's because he is continuing to show improvement, big improvement week over week that, look, I'll be honest, I didn't see this coming. And I thought I there were signs of things I really liked out of him. We talked about that several weeks ago I was like okay you know I'm being patient I want to see a couple more games but it's looking pretty good right now I like what I see but this this level of Baker Mayfield this is something totally different that I didn't see coming I had a friend text me yesterday that if if Baker Mayfield played like this for the entire season next year he'd be in the MVP conversation and pretty much since the Jacksonville game Baker Mayfield's been that level of quarterback he's been that level of elite he's played elite football for the last several weeks and that has got to make you feel good as a Browns fan and for me I I mean the biggest thing tonight and and we'll start there is accuracy and it was all over the place I mean he it felt like pretty much he was completing every pass at one point his only incompletion was a fourth down play where he had the ball knocked down at the line of scrimmage and You didn't see quite as many rollouts tonight. I thought that we've seen from Baker Mayfield. This was a lot of stand in the pocket, deliver the football to all levels of the field. He hit people short. He hit people on screens. He hit people in the intermediate range, a couple deep shots. And it was very, very impressive from Baker Mayfield. And yes, he was well protected and all of that certainly helps, but he delivered when he was well protected found eight different receivers. And this is something that, that Trent Dilfer always talks about with quarterbacks. He always evaluates, you know, can they be surgical if the defense isn't going to give them any big plays, which for the most part, the giants really didn't do tonight. Can you pick them apart piece by piece, five yards, 10 yards, eight yards. Can you be surgical from the pocket that he always talks about that when evaluating quarterbacks. And I've always found that to be a good tool. You look at the best QBs, they can be surgical. They have those long crushing drives. Well, that's what Baker Mayfield did tonight. Two 95 yard touchdown drives that totally sucked the life out of the giants. One in the second quarter, one in the third quarter that just put the game away. And you saw that from him, his confidence, he just ripping the ball into tight windows. He made throw after throw right on the money it was really outside of one or two throws in this game he was he was pretty perfect from the pocket and I saw this stat uh, floating around on Twitter that he broke the Browns completion percentage in a game 84 percent he was 27 to 32 now look I don't think completion percentage is the be-all end-all because I do want my quarterback taking shots at some point but hey if the defense isn't going to allow that like the Giants didn't in this game. They were playing pretty conservatively for the most part. Take what you can get. And that's what Baker Mayfield's been doing the last couple of weeks. He's taken what the defense has given him. Sometimes when there's nothing, he just scrambles for a few yards, four yards. 
How many times have we seen that in the last two weeks? And I don't remember seeing that from Baker much at all in previous years. Was, okay, nothing's there. Let me go pick up three yards. Let's make this not a sack. Let's make it a positive play. And so I, I couldn't be happier with Baker Mayfield's progression over these last couple of weeks. It's not, as I said, not something I saw coming where he was going to play this level of football. I mean, how many quarterbacks are you really taking above Baker Mayfield at this point in the AFC? Not that many. Tell you what, in the AFC North, I thought Baker Mayfield coming in at one point in the season might have been the fourth quarterback. Don't think that anymore. Don't think that at all anymore. I think he's number one right now, at least the way he's played the last couple of weeks. And you can argue with, you know, the running of Lamar Jackson, kind of that's almost, he's kind of hard to evaluate. But the point being is Baker Mayfield has just, played so well in these last couple of weeks that he's really put all the doubts to rest. And that just, Oh my God, does that feel good as a Browns fan? Right. We saw it in 2018. So, you know, it's in there somewhere. Right. But after 2019 and some struggles in 2020, it, look, the doubts started creeping in for me. They did. And, and he's just continued to show progression in every area. I saw another stat, you know, Baker's gotten a lot of heat for being bad against the blitz 12 of 13 tonight, 10 and a half yards per attempt. All career best for Baker Mayfield. He's just every week it feels like career best, career best, career best. Totally unstoppable still as a play action quarterback. I know I know at one point he was nine of nine for two TDs off play action as well. And I don't know what his final numbers were there too, but he's got it. He's got so many different tools in the toolbox that he's starting to use with Kevin Stefanski. It's just, it's so promising as a Browns fan to finally feel like, okay, can breathe. We've got our quarterback. We've got him. He's doing exactly what we thought he could do. The defense, that's the other side of the thing. Now, I don't think the defense played an amazing game. You know, I think six points is a little bit generous because, look, the Giants basically left six points on the field by not kicking two field goals. But, hey, playing a limited offense, they did what they were supposed to do. They kept everything in front of them, no big plays, and on those pivotal moments, they came up, uh, you know, that fourth down was a big one. They came up, hey, they were ready for the special teams trick play. It didn't work. Got to give it. That's kind of more of a special team slash defense kind of thing. But, hey, they, they did what they had to do. And they they held a limited offense to six points. We talked about, uh, you know, Dan Schneier on our podcast predicted 27-6 Browns. And he almost hit the exact score because he thought the, the Browns were going to be able to do that. And he was right. And, look, having Denzel Ward back was huge. Having that cover corner that you can rely on you saw it as early as that first drive where the Giants tried to test him in one-on-one down the sideline nothing there against Darius Slayton in the end zone having that cover corner that you can rely on just is huge it opens up the rest of your defense so much it allows you to distribute help in other areas and Denzel Ward I thought came back played a nice game I thought Carl Joseph in the secondary had maybe his best game as a Brown 10 tackles it was all over the field they're going to need him with Ronnie Harrison still on IR. I think they're going to need Carl Joseph to continue playing that well. And look, coming into the game, I think the biggest story was Mac Wilson got benched. And I don't think that's the wrong move. It's tough because look, Mac Wilson's a great guy and he loves his position playing for the Cleveland Browns. And that, look, as a fan, yeah, that warms my heart. It does. You want me to say it doesn't, but it does. And so that part's hard, but if you're being objective about the way he's played on the field, just way too many missed tackles, way too many times where he's over-pursued or weirdly in the wrong spot, not in his gap and stuff like that. So, look, I think ultimately 
trying out Jacob Phillips might not be a, a bad idea. And I don't know if Jacob Phillips made a huge impact on this game. So I think it's still kind of TBD in terms of how that move worked out. But it looks like that is going to be the case going forward. Kevin Stefanski said after the game, Mac Wilson was a healthy scratch. It was my decision, all of that. So looks like Jacob Phillips is going to be a starter for the Browns going forward. We'll see how that plays out. But my overall takeaway from the defense is, look, they got, they did what they need to do. They need to continue to get healthy. There's been a lot of talk about how Miles Garrett hasn't been quite the same since coming back from COVID. Well, guess what? The Browns, another victory, another week. Hopefully he continues to get back to full strength. And I, I don't think he's playing badly by any means. He hasn't had quite the impact the last couple of weeks. And we've seen COVID affect players differently like that. Saw it first in the NBA. We've seen it in the NFL with some guys. And look, Miles is... He's ripped, but he's a big guy having COVID and it sounded like he felt the symptoms pretty seriously that that affects you. And so hopefully he'll continue to get healthy these next couple of weeks because they will need him down the stretch. He is the Browns best defensive player by a long shot, and they're going to need him to put pressure on the quarterback. But look, it was a complete game from this team. Off defense was solid. Offense, I thought, was fantastic. Kevin Stefanski. Look, I, I can only say it so many times how much I believe in his play calling, but he just dials up. Plays that work week after week. Baker Mayfield found eight different receivers again, tight ends, wide receivers, Landry, Richard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones continues to impress. They use the running backs in the passing game. He's got it all. He's got it all. And so I don't know what else you could ask out of this Browns team. Just total c- control from start to finish. So it was it was a really really pleasant game to watch as a Browns fan, which you just can't say a whole lot. I, I tweeted this out at one point. It was a nice little role reversal where I was just watching the other team implode and just kind of sitting back. And I was like, wow, I haven't really felt this way as a Browns fan in a long time. So look, the, the Browns win. And it was key that they did because the pressure is still on the Browns. The AFC, of course, the one year the Browns are, you know, 10 and four, the AFC is that good. The Dolphins won, the Ravens won, the Colts won. Titans won, so nobody really gained any ground this week, unfortunately for the Browns. However, they have the Jets next week. Now, the Jets should be a win, but as we saw this week, nothing is guaranteed in the NFL by any means, and so you have to make sure you stay focused in that game, come out with a W. Look, ultimately, I think the Jets winning was good for the Browns. We've been in this position as a fan base a couple times, unfortunately, where the team hasn't won. You feel the pressure. Don't want to go 0-16. And then you you get a win and, okay, and relax. Not going to be an 0-16 team. And, look, the, uh, the Jets could still win and keep the second pick at this point because they bumped themselves out of the first pick. So they don't still have incentive to lose. But I think there'll be a little bit of – a relaxing, you know, kind of situation from them. I think it'll be hard for them to keep up that same intensity. Now they've got some players. It's not an automatic win. The Browns do need to stay focused. They're going to be on the road again. Jets will be at home. So look, this has to be a win. And I feel really strong about the Browns chances. I feel great. The Browns have played great football the last several weeks, but they have to win because guess what? Look at the Ravens schedule. The Ravens play the Giants and then the Bengals. So they're going to, in all likelihood, win two games and and still have the tiebreak against the Browns. Go look at the Colts schedule. It's pretty workable. And now they have the Steelers. They do have the Steelers left. So that's a tough game. But the Colts and the Titans, a little tougher schedules and the Dolphins as well. But 
the Browns, if they're going to get the five seed, really have to win the next two. And I would love for them to have a shot at the Steelers in week 17. I want us to be firing on all cylinders for that game. So a couple of key injuries to watch later this week. Uh, you know, Sheldon Richardson left the game with a neck injury. X-rays were negative there. The guard position, obviously, Chris Hubbard went out in this game. Wyatt Teller missed it. So they were down to Nick Harris, our fifth rounder this year. He played okay. He played fine. But he's not Wyatt Teller. He's not Chris Hubbard. So a couple of key injuries to watch this week as well. We'll be taking a look at all that midweek here. I've, I've got a guest, I think, lined up for midweek to preview the Jets game. So we're going to dive into that one fully later on this week, but I wanted to get you something on, on this victory Monday about the game. And as I said, my takeaway, control, 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 baby. As always, Browns fans, thank you for listening. Please continue to subscribe, rate, review. Jordan Zerm came out with a great episode on this feed as well on Friday. So I wanted to give a shout out to that. He had on Robert Mays talking about the Browns as a Super Bowl contender. And, and that episode is a little bit more evergreen. So go back and listen to that one as well. Thank you for your continued support. The podcast is doing great. And the Browns are 10 and four, 10 wins, Browns fans. Let's make it 11 next week. Go Browns.